The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. For women, the pressure to achieve is stronger, the work hours longer, and the struggle for respect and authority more complex than ever. You want guidance on how to succeed, and you are not alone. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern for our special series, Game Changing Women. Powerful women leaders will help you make sense of it all, analyze how you can change the game, and share their playbooks. Game Changing Women, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome. And today at Leadership Stars, we're going to talk to an absolutely stellar woman um, who I have gotten to know um, and we're going to get to know even better today. Um, I'm your host, Linda Patton, and today we're going to talk with Mary Ann Chase. Now, some of you may already be familiar with Mary Ann because she has a radio show, um, The Healing Whisperer, a, re- a return to peace on the Health and Wellness Channel, and she also has a TV show on Voice America TV called Marianne's Garden. And let me tell you, to me, that's two very, very different things, although they both revolve around healing. Um, Let me tell you just a little bit about Marianne, and I find this very interesting. Um, She was born and raised in Oklahoma. She uh, met her husband in college. She went to dental school in Colorado, practiced for 20 years, and then retired, and then went back to train as a health coach and became a certified healing codes practitioner. But not only does she do that, but she's also a phenomenal vegetable and flower garden grower. She does scrapbooking, handicrafts, music, plays the flute, sings. She's a mom, a grandmother, and a wife. I mean, this woman does everything. And so how could she not be a true leader? So I'd like you all to welcome Marianne Chase to our show today. Welcome, Marianne. Thanks, Linda. I'm glad to be here. It is. It's an honor to have you on my show, and I'm really glad that we could make this happen. So, Marianne, I have to ask you, why going from dentistry to healing codes? What was the impetus to do that? 
Well, it was a rather long journey, actually. <laughs> I, I left the practice of dentistry long before I really considered uh, the healing codes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main reason that I left dentistry is I was frustrated. I just didn't see that um, I was being allowed to practice. And, you know, at that point in my life, I also had a lot of fear going on, that the fear of being sued, the fear of losing everything. And uh, I had some inside insight, shall we say, as mm. to some of the, shall we say, government and third-party interference Mm -hmm. into the practice of dentistry and medicine for Mm -hmm. all that matters. So um, it just wasn't the right place for me to be at that time. And it it took about two or three years through self-discovery, introspection, and etc. to find uh, the energy medicine at that, uh, at least the one that I'm involved with, which is the healing codes. Yeah, and I do want to talk about what those are, but I, let's hang on to that for just a minute. Now, one of the things you said to me um, was that you felt there was a lot of stress. You, you talked about fear, but what was the stress in dentistry that, that was the other impetus to move? Well, the main stress, the the biggest part of stress is the demands to be perfect. And now I'm not saying these are outside demands. These are demands that I was putting upon myself through my training. Yeah, the, the training was that you had to be perfect. And as I went on, I began to realize I can't be perfect. And I have a personality type, if you've ever followed about energy types of of people, I have the type that tends to be a perfectionist anyway. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with being perfectionistic, but where it becomes a problem is when you don't realize that perfectionism is taking you down the path of stress. Mm. And so the stress of trying to be absolutely perfect, the stress of knowing that I couldn't be, then there was the stress of the usual running a business, making the income that you needed to make, and protecting yourself uh, from from the ambulance chasers as such. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> in any yeah. case, yeah, that was the stress. So, Marianne, um, I know that I, I've done Strength Finders, and one of my top five strengths is the fact that I am a perfectionist. Um, and so one of the things that, that I've learned, and I don't know whether this would resonate with you or not, but to take my ideas through the lab of experimentation. And when I think it's good enough, then sending send it out to try it, see how it works, and then be able to take the feedback from that and bring it back into the lab and work on it again so that, so that I don't get paralyzed with that um, 
perfectionism of, oh, I can't put it out until it's absolutely perfect. I have to hang on to it. And then nothing ever gets done. Everything stays in that perfectionistic piece. And I also find that I, I think this is a trait that we're taught in some degree um, as women when we're, when we're young, young girls. Uh, I know my mom was a perfectionist, um, so much so that when I did my 4-H project, I had to do a skirt. Um, we'd sew it and everything else. And then when I went to bed, while I was sleeping, she was ripping it out and oh, re-sewing it so that it was indeed perfect. And I think one of the things that really um, stood out for me about that perfectionism was I, when I first started to knit, I don't know whether that's one of the crafts you do or not. <laughs> um, well, I have, but I don't still. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, have, I still have my first sweater uh, because it is perfect. And it had a really complicated stitch on the front, and we did a, a cardigan, so we actually had to do buttonholes and everything else. And it's perfect. And I'm looking at that thing, and I'm going, you know, I don't think I did this. I think my mom ripped it back. You know, we, we, I'd get so far, and she'd rip it back, and she'd sew some more. And it's like, what does that do to someone um, as far as their their thoughts about themselves if someone else is always making it perfect for them? Well, the thing that that does is it's, it's a, about goodness, an issue about never being good enough. And it's a belief that we all carry at some point. You know, some of us are carry it more than others. And Linda, we do inherit these beliefs that I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. And it's also about, yes, you can strive for perfection. And you know, the thing about being a perfectionist is it's also our gift to the world. Mm-hmm. Our gift to show individuals that, yes, you can do something to the best of your abilities and do it excellent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly, if it weren't for perfectionists, our automobiles wouldn't be as safe as they are. Our airplane rides would not be as safe as they are because the perfectionist is the person that is looking for what's wrong mm-hmm. with something. I but getting back to your mom, yeah, yeah it, it went, once you discovered that, it really set into your belief system that you weren't good enough. Yeah. And that and maybe you never could be good enough. And so it's a matter of changing that belief down deep to know, yes, you are good enough. And, and Amer- it's not about that, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. And and I think it's interesting, too, because that's my, my trust in my mom also went out the window. Um, I, I couldn't trust her to allow me to be excellent or to work as hard as I could to be as good as I could be um, in any particular area. And if I wasn't good at it, maybe it was something that I, sh- I wasn't supposed to do, that there were other things that I could be um, more of a perfectionist with. I, I, I think you talked about not being good enough, and I think that is a reigning uh, 
um, theme from many of the people that I work with, as well as just friends and, and colleagues. But I think, and I, I love the fact that, yes, the folks in the auto industry, the folks in airplanes need to be perfectionists. Otherwise, if it was just good enough, can you imagine what would fall out of the sky? Um, yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's interesting. Um, I worked, I, I did a lot of teaching in the um, uh, hardware and software industries and found that there was a real difference between um, Mac and PCs. And the difference had to do with when they were willing to ship. And the PC maker said, it's good enough to ship. We'll fix it in the next release. Whereas, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whereas with Apple, it was like, it needs to be good enough that I'd work on it before they ship. Different attitudes about good enough. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I, I just I found that very interesting that they were willing to put out big pat. What I loved, they'd send out a patch on a software piece, and they go, "It's good enough." And we know that we have that we may be creating a bigger bug by sending this out than if we didn't. It's like, why are you doing this? It just, <laughs> it just didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah. So, Marianne, how did you, uh, uh, we'll talk more about the healing codes because I really want to spend a whole lot of time on that. But right now, what kinds of things do you grow in your garden and why do you have a garden? (laughs) I I grow all sorts of things in my garden. I have the vegetable garden and um, as time has evolved with the garden over these uh, 40, 50 odd years that I've been gardening, the things that I plant are always the things that I want to eat. And I also plant the things that I will enter in the county fair Aww. that I don't necessarily eat. But <laughs> 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 and I do have a flower garden just for the sake of the flowers uh, and the beauty and the energy that flowers and having them around brings into my life. Um, and, and, you know, what do I do with the vegetables that I don't eat? Well, there's plenty of neighbors and uh, associates that would love to have all of that zucchini, that extra zucchini, that extra squash. <laughs> and so there are plenty of places to find it. And really, the main reason that I garden is I get my hands dirty and I connect with the earth. And I don't know if you've heard of earthing or are familiar with that, but earthing is really about connecting with the earth, not Mm -hmm. because of Mother Earth or Gia or any of that, but because it has been shown and proven that the earth carries... A, a, a an energy, an electronic signature that we need. Mm-hmm. You ever heard the expression becoming grounded? Yes. That's exactly what it is. Becoming grounded, becoming connected back to the earth, the dirt from which you came. <laughs> so... Yeah. That's to which you will return. Y- yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marianne, the the county fair 
have to know how you know how have you um, I don't want to say scored, but what ribbons have you gotten for your um, vegetables? Oh well, um, not to brag, I usually get a best of show, uh-huh. and I frequently will get the overall sweepstakes for horticulture. Rarely for floriculture will I get the sweepstakes for that yeah. because uh, county fair seems to always come when my flowers have decided that they're not blooming, which <laughs> honestly, this weekend is my county fair. In fact, mm-hmm. I my first entry goes in this afternoon. So. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and so what are you entering? This year, well, this afternoon, uh, it my first entry is the for the tallest sunflower contest, mm-hmm. and this is the first year the uh, county fair has had that contest, and I'm thinking that I'm got a pretty good chance. This sunflower is about uh, short of twelve feet. Oh my God. I don't think I've ever. I've, I don't think I've ever seen one that tall. That well, is amazing. Yeah, it's a, there are certain varieties that mm-hmm. will be that tall. I'm also entering. Uh, well, there's there's lots of things I I could go down the list, but just your basic things like beans and and uh, uh, cucumbers and and things along those lines. Yeah, you don't do the largest pumpkin, right? No, I've I I have deer, and ah. deer love most vegetables, and I could I don't have the space that is fenced in to do <laughs> a giant pumpkin. <laughs> okay, so audience, I I want you to hear what Marianne said about gardening and why she does it, and the fact that there is an energy in the earth, and it's an energy that we need to be grounded and to be a part of this phenomenal planet that we live on. I want you to think about how you're grounding and how you're stepping into working with Mother Earth. And we'll be right back. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at dare to dream with linda.com that's linda at dare the number two dream with linda.com have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings at the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for voice america Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. You 
you are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back, and I'm with an absolutely awesome woman, uh, Dr. Marianne Chase, uh, who is just a real inspiration to me as well. And at the break, I asked you to think about how you're working with the earth and what you're giving back to Mother Earth to help heal the planet and the what we've sort of done to it and what we're continuing to do to the planet and the fact that that energy is an energy that we require in order to live a fulfilling life. In right now, Marianne, I'd really like to delve more deeply into energy mes- me- hello, energy <laughs> medicine. Easy for me to say. Um, and what makes it so special? Well, energy medicine really is, shall we say, the original medicine long before uh, the conventional uh, modern Western medicine came about. And it's just putting it in a very simple method or or simple definition Mm -hmm. is that energy medicine works with the energy of the body to help it heal. And the way that energy medicine works is it really just helps the body do what Mm -hmm. it was created to do. So the Chinese um, medicine, the uh, herbal medicine that they use, the acupuncture, Reiki, those kinds of modalities are ones that are within the sphere of energy medicine? Oh, yes, definitely. And, you know, even in conventional Western allopathic medicine, if you will, Mm -hmm. they use energy. Mm -hmm. They just don't use it in the best way to help the body to heal. Uh, An x-ray is energy. Mm -hmm. Everything is energy, actually, Linda. And if you have an x-ray or let's just say... Worst case scenario, you're having radiation therapy for that cancer. In my opinion, that is not the best way to help the body heal because it's a use of energy that actually can kill. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Does it make any sense at all? I had uh, my business partner many years ago um, died of liver and spleen cancer and he chose not to do either radiation or chemotherapy because he felt that his um, quality of life would be so diminished that it wasn't worth the possibility of healing. As it turned out, his cancer was moving so quickly that in the three weeks that they were actually making a decision about using interferon, he no longer was a a candidate for that experimental drug at that time. But Mm -hmm. I thought it was very wise of him to say, no, I I would rather you know, have the life that I have and, and die when I, when I will rather than put that in my body and with the possibility that it could kill me as well. And in the meantime, my quality of life sucks. Uh, 
Yeah. So, so I, I, I totally understand. And I think there are new modalities that are coming out that are really working with cancer in a different way that is more healing and less invasive. Um, and I'm curi- I'm going to be curious to see how that all flows. Yeah. Um, I, I have a very dear friend who is an RN, and she's been in conventional medicine for many years, who found energy medicine, and she actually teaches healing touch now in hospitals mm-hmm. with the nurses and doctors because they're looking for ways to reduce the pain without all the medication that we put people through. And I just think that's so positive. Well, and it, it's a very interesting thing that you brought up your former business partner and the cancer. You know, I don't know if you remember, but back in the Nixon years, he declared a war on cancer. Mm, yeah. And in fact, since then, I believe that was what, uh, the 70s, early 70s? Early, yeah. Since then, the cancer has increased. Now, if we were headed down the right path on our war on cancer, then you'd think it would have decreased. And so this is where energy medicine becomes so special because Mm -hmm. the use of the energies to redirect the healing of the body Mm -hmm. is critical. And you know, if I may just say, I chose the healing codes because I personally feel that they really hit the nail on the head. Because if we're looking at something to stop, like cancer, like heart disease, like any of a number of things that are going on, what is the absolute drilled down to the very beginning source mm-hmm. of those illnesses or dis-ease, if you will. And in my opinion, it is right down to a belief about ourselves that mm-hmm. is false. Really, say more about that. Well, we all carry beliefs. Mm-hmm. And we can either inherit those beliefs through the genetics or we can develop them ourselves. Mm-hmm. And a belief isn't necessarily the truth. So let's go back to the very first of the show when I was talking about being perfect. And the belief was that I was never good enough. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that was a false belief. And to have a true belief about my own goodness is efficient. And so we have, in the Healing Codes family, have found that there are several, about a dozen core emotional areas that correlate with the body systems. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about goodness. Respiratory. It's a problem with the respiratory system when you don't feel you're good enough. Oh, interesting. 
So the liver, the spleen, that's all gastrointestinal system. And that's an issue with peace, a lack of peace. But there have been many, many oncology physicians that say they never met a person with cancer that did not have a forgiveness issue of some nature. A lack of forgiveness or unforgiveness going on. And uh, that has to be, absolutely has to be one of the most difficult things anybody has to deal with is forgiveness. And I speak about that time and time again on my show. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Forgiveness is not only, uh, as, as I've come to understand it, is not only forgiving people who are here in this lifetime, but it's also um, forgiving people who are no longer with us, who had a contract with us to give us a particular lesson or whatever, and that one, they accepted that knowing that um, you probably wouldn't like them a whole lot because of it, and yet we're willing to take that on because you needed that lesson in this particular life. And, right. And I, yeah. I think I think it's interesting to you know forgive them in in one respect but not in another. Um, and so, what your thoughts on that? Well, uh, you can forgive, but that does not mean letting them off the hook. Right. And and so there are actually. Three areas of forgiveness. There's forgiveness towards God. Mm-hmm. There is forgiveness towards yourself. Mm-hmm. And that comes back into that perfectionism thing again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then there's forgiveness on other people. Now, <coughs> excuse me, this can include other people that you know, mm-hmm. that you don't know, and never will know. Like, well, we just passed the anniversary of the theater shooting here in uh, Aurora, Colorado. Right, yeah. And there are people that never met that shooter, never will know him, didn't even know the people that were killed or hurt in that theater shooting. But they carry unforgiveness towards that shooter. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, Mar- Marianne, it, you know, you're talking about the Aurora shooting, and there have been so many. It's scary, but it, you could even go back in history, and you know, as as a Jewish individual, say, not be able to forgive Germany for what they did, even though you mm-hmm. you know it's it's back in the past, and thing that you know probably doesn't impact you personally, but not having that forgiveness and carrying that almost grudge um, could definitely have some impact on your health, right? Right, Uh, because that is what unforgiveness leads to. Mm -hmm. It leads to bitterness, and it leads to people just simply not being kind, not being good. Just, it, it really, shall we say, is a linchpin Mm-hmm. to those dozen emotional things that I spoke about that affect a dozen different body systems. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
So how do you work with your clients then? Well, I work with my clients uh, remotely. I do it either over the telephone or over Skype, which means I can work with people worldwide. Unfortunately, I only speak English, so (laughs) that that kind of limits uh, some of the individuals that I can work with. Mm -hmm. But the whole point is teaching that individual how to help themselves, how to not be dependent on another person, but to depend, depend on their own, shall we say, desire mm-hmm. for health. And so how do the healing codes work within the body? Well, they direct the energy from your hands into four different areas around the head and neck to negate the negatives that are coming out. If we look at energy as a wave, uh, it, you might have seen these little curves. It goes up and then it goes down and up and down. Sine waves. A sine wave, exactly. Yeah. And If we look at energy as that sine wave, when we have a negative energy coming from us because of a untruth about ourselves, Mm -hmm. it is coming out of us in a low flowing frequency. And what the hands do, hands really have been proven to have a lot of energy that come out of the hands. So by directing the energy right back to these four different areas around the head and neck and having the intention of healing a specific situation or emotion or physical situation, the hands kind of are acting like noise-canceling headsets. And if you know how those work, it's like the sound comes in and it's a little microphone that duplicates the sound going out so you don't hear. The hands do the same thing. They negate that negative energy and replace it with a positive. Hmm. Sounds very, very, very special. Um, Marianne, I want to ask you one other question about, we'll go back to cancer for just a moment. Um, Is there any research or any thought behind the fact that um, stuffing your emotions, in other words, not expressing um, even good emotions, but rage and anger and sadness and that kind of, holding that in, that that could be the cause of some cancers? Well, yes, certainly, because we've got both the unforgiveness issue and we've got all the other untrue beliefs. So stuffing an emotion, you know, uh, uh, buried emotions never die. They always come back, but you may never see them. And because these negative beliefs get triggered all the time, sometimes it may come out in in some ways, but other times it just stays stuffed in, causing stress. Mm-hmm. And the stress is well known 
to cause, well, the CDC says 90%. And personally, I believe it may be as high as 98% of all diseases and illnesses are caused by stress. And why do we have stress? Because we have the negative belief we're trying to replace it with a positive saying like an affirmation, which actually causes more stress. So let's go back to this belief about goodness. I'm not good enough. Oh, let's say an affirmation. I am good enough. No, but your (laughs) belief is you're not good enough. Exactly. Guess which wins? Well, it's, it's the unconscious, which says you're not good enough, that when you say that affirmation, it goes, no, that's not true, and I have to make the outside look like the inside, so I'm going to create something that will make you see that you're not good enough. Right, and, and so it's that unconscious, that belief that is running 24-7. Mm-hmm. Now, I used to say it was like a broken record, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then it was an eight-track tape player but you know that's no longer <laughs> yeah well and and now the interesting thing is that cars are not going to have cd players in them anymore yeah. everything's it's like wait a minute there are some of us who still use cds to listen to books on tape <laughs> <laughs> well and and what you can say is it is like an mp3 on repeat eternal yes. repeat and the way you can heal the only way you can heal is by replacing that negative belief with a true belief, a positive one. Okay. And when when we come back, we're going to talk more with Marianne about how you actually do that. And so I want you to think of something that maybe is negative in your life that you'd like to change, and maybe we'll see what Marianne can do with that. And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. 
You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back, and I'm with my guest, Dr. Marianne Chase, and we've been discussing the healing codes, we've talked about stress, we've talked about not being good enough, um, how false beliefs can be leading our lives, and one of the last things that um, Dr. Marianne mentioned was about that um, the, the belief that we have, whether it's true or not, um, runs like an MP3 on continuous, eternal repeat, and that, in essence, we need to break that uh, with a truth. So, Marianne, please tell us, how do we do that? Well, one of the things that we do with healing codes is part of it is in discovery of what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can't really drill down to exactly what that belief is. and But you know what? It's not really important. Mm-hmm. What's important is that you know that there is this issue, mm-hmm. and you know you need to heal. And healing is available. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you think, well, it's going to be like this the rest of my life. Forever. Forever. And that is kind of another untruth in and of itself. Hmm. So it's a matter of changing your mind. Excuse me. And in order to change your mind, you need to change the image that you have. Now, let me ask you this, Linda. If I were to say the word elephant, what comes to mind? Oh, a big gray animal with a long trunk in the front and a really interesting tiny tail in the back and glorious ears who is afraid of a mouse. <laughs> so you have an image. Yes. And every word that we have in any language is due to an image that we have about that word. Mm-hmm. Everything we do, everything we do, Linda, is because we have an image to do that. A person cannot kill another person unless they already had an image in their heart for that act. Wow. And Marianne, also, um, I often ask when I do a a live event, you know, close your eyes and tell me what the first first image that comes to you when I say the word leader. And it is fascinating that the majority of people still see a man, even if they're a woman, um, and and they they never see themselves which I find fascinating. So what's on their heart? Exactly. That's what is going on when you have a dis-ease. Mm-hmm. You've got an image of a belief that is not true. So let me just give you an example of, of myself. I had an image of myself 
as being a person that I could had to always had on shoes. Ooh. Can't not have on shoes because mm-hmm. something horrible is going to happen if you take off your shoes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then I remembered when I was so close to one years old, mm-hmm. one year old, I hated shoes. My parents were building a house. I was sitting on a blanket in the middle of what would be the living room, but the floor was just the bare wood floor. Mm -hmm. And I took my shoes off because I hated them. And my (laughs) mother just blew up and, you know, spanked me and put my shoes back on and said, never take your shoes off again. That is a belief, then, that I developed that, oh, I must be bad because I took off my shoes and something horrible is going to happen. Well, you know, I was walking. My mom was afraid I'd pick up a splinter in my foot. Mm -hmm. But as a one-year-old, I didn't have that kind of logic. And most people, honestly, don't have that kind of logic, adult logic, until they're six or seven. Mm-hmm. But we continue to act out our lives with that MB3 player and yes. repeat yeah. as if we were a three-year-old. And I know from my life, Marianne, um, and I've talked about this on the show before, my grandmother was the one who planted those truths in my those false beliefs in my head around gee you should never stand up in front of groups of people and talk you can't make your own friends I have to do it for for you um, you always sass me those kinds of things so it's it's interesting how words can trigger beliefs that right. have no basis in fact and so it's a matter of changing that image excuse <clears throat> me that we have in our heart. For me, that image of I was bad because I took off my shoes when I shouldn't have. Yes. And so the only way we can change that image is to change the energy that that image is created out of. Because every image is pure energy. Mm -hmm. And you have to change that pure image. You have to delete it and you can't just get rid of an operating system you have to put back in the better operating system the one without the bugs absolutely and Marianne I think it's also interesting you used elephant and I remember a story about blind men there were three blind men and they were at different parts of the uh, of the elephant and they thought it was an entirely different beast and and not even an animal which again it the image is can be different based on who's seeing it. Now, Marianne, on two occasions now you've talked about the heart. So why is the heart so important? Well, the heart is where we operate from. Uh, and I'm not talking about the physical beating heart. I am talking mm-hmm. about the I love you with all my heart heart. Mm-hmm. And everything we do, Linda, Everything we do comes from the images on our heart. And if if those images are negative, if those images are 
going to cause harm either to yourself or to others, mm-hmm. then it just needs to be changed. And in my belief, it can only be changed through, well, there's two ways. There is the change of a heart through pure faith. Mm-hmm. And then there's the change of heart through the energy. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, Marianne, I know you have a free gift for our listening audience. Would you tell us just a bit about that right now? Yeah, it's a, it's a very simple. I, I would love to give a person a free coaching, Healing Codes coaching session. And that's about 30 to 45 minute session. And it doesn't matter if you've never done the Healing Codes or if you're in the midst of doing Healing Codes. I would love to be able to help you along to learn how to begin to help yourself by doing the Healing Codes. And you you can find that gift uh, by, there is a link on Linda's site there on Voice America that you can just click that link because it's a fairly fairly long link Mm -hmm. and um, that will take you to a place where you can schedule a coaching session and just that simple. That's wonderful. What what can someone expect from a 30 to 45 minute session? (laughs) Well, if they're already doing healing codes, what they can expect is to really begin to drill down into some more involved areas of doing the healing codes for your healing. Mm -hmm. And if you are doing the healing codes, it will be a session on teaching you how and what to do. So audience, my favorite listeners, you hear her, you get a chance to learn how to use the healing codes to heal yourself. And if you are working with the healing codes already, um, then you can dig deeper and really look at what are those subconscious thoughts and beliefs that are driving you um, both in a positive and in a negative manner and to begin to shift those and to... um, increase your energy and to be healthier and more grounded um, here on earth. Um, So, Marianne, what do you find so inspirational about the work that you're doing with the Healing Codes? Well, you know, this is something that really people can do for themselves, Mm-hmm. You know, back when I was practicing dentistry, it was brush your teeth, and then I'll put a filling in and brush your teeth. They couldn't put their own filling in. And now, I, well, I know there are ways that people now can help themselves when it comes to dental health. Mm-hmm. But with the healing code work, It goes deeper than just the physical. It goes to the heart. And it is truly inspiring to see people change and their lives become different. It was just simply inspirational just for myself. If I were to look at how 
I was being 10 years ago as compared to how I am being now probably wouldn't recognize me. Mm-hmm. So it, it truly is about other people's healing of their own hearts. I think that's amazing. And thank you so very much for that. Marianne, I'm wondering, um, I've, I've done some work with the basic human design, which is thoughts generate feelings, which generate action from their uh, results. And, and but with the healing codes and with the, what I've learned, it's really those subconscious thoughts, those subconscious beliefs that I have to work with, as well as the feelings that they generate in order for me to see change in my life. Is that true? Pretty much, yes. That, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that really drills down to it in, in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. It's our beliefs. It's the images we carry on our hearts. Okay. And Marianne, if you had just one, oh, no, give us two, two really great tips that we could implement right now that would begin to make a shift in our system. What well, the be? first tip is to find an energy medicine that you can relate to. And if you want to check out the healing codes, I, I suggest, <clears throat> I'm getting all hoarse now because uh-huh. it's, it's emotional for me. I can understand that. If you really want to find the healing codes, the best way is simply go get Dr. Alex Lloyd's book, The Healing Code. And that's L-O-Y-D. And get that book. You can get it on Kindle. You can get it in any bookstore. You can probably find it used. Mm-hmm. And start doing healing codes. It's just a very simple thing to do. Or if healing codes don't work for you, start doing something like Tai Chi or Qigong or acupuncture or any of a number Um uh, EFT, emotional freedom technique, as known as tapping. There are so many things that you can do. Just do it. So there you have it, audience. Just do it. And I and I love the fact that you gave us the reference to Alex Lloyd's books on the healing code. There are so many practitioners out there doing energy work. Thank you so very much, Dr. Marianne Chase, for being on the show. You're certainly welcome. I really love being with you today. Thank you. And if you have any questions or want to know how to dig deeper, check out the website at www.dare2dreamwithlinda.com. And until next time, be courageous, dare to lead. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.